Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, the Fuel the Geek podcast. This is episode 11, and today we will be talking with a couple of guys, uh, Mike. Hey, what's up, everybody? Alex. How's it going? And Eric. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> These are uh, our uh, wrestling aficionados, so if you have uh, any questions or anything, be sure to post in the comments, and we'll get these. We'll get it started with everybody talking about y'all's love for wrestling. Take it along, Mike. Uh, so I guess first thing we'll start off with is uh, the biggest thing that's going on right now is All Elite Wrestling. Uh, fixing to start on October 2nd, their first uh, live show, first weekly live show on TNT. Uh, they've had already three paper, well, one pay-per-view, um, All In, and then they gave away the free Fighter Fest show, and then they had fought, Fight for the Fallen, they also had Double or Nothing. And Double or Nothing. Um, so what's y'all's take on All Elite Wrestling? I'm excited. I'm super excited for it. Um, I love it, actually. I'm, I'm liking the fact that, you know, these these wrestlers have the liberty to do whatever they want. Like, not really whatever they want, but, like, they have the lead on their characters. They have con- creative control over their characters. You know, it's like, you know, it kind of seemed almost like the Attitude Era, in a way. You know, it's not really the Attitude Era, but, you know, it kind of comes off that way. Like, it reminds me of my childhood when I used to watch, you know, the Attitude Era. Well, it's it's that they have, they're able to write their own promos. I believe it was John Moxley on Chris Jericho's podcast uh, said how much, you know, in WWE, they're scripted. They have to go by the script. They don't write their own stuff. And he said it was really freeing to come to AEW, uh, you know, and, and not have to worry about a script. That he can create his own character, he can create his own... And, you know, promos and stuff like that. He's not bound by one man or a whole team of writers. So. And, and that's what I like. You know, it's it's just, you you don't you don't know what to expect because of that. You know, even though, you know, you, they set up the match and everything, but you don't know what promo you're going to get because it's not scripted, you know? You know, what about you, Eric? Uh, so far, you know, I like what I see from it, but I'm going to go into it very cautiously because there's a couple things I think that if they fall into... They can definitely start going in the wrong direction. Um, like you said, the thing was where they get, you know, li- liberties to do what they want with their promos, uh, with their characters mostly and everything like that. That's great. That's what wrestling needs. It needs more characters and personalities. It needs, it needs original. It needs to be yeah, organic. Um, and, you know, and like you said, there's certain step falls that they need to stay away from. You know, they need to, for one thing, I definitely think that they need to stay away from any sort of beef with WWE they don't need to hey we're gonna show them you know the whole thing with Cody Rhodes and the sledgehammer and the the throne I mean that was one thing you know poke a little jab here and there but I think for them to really stay successful they just need to focus on their own product and they need to focus on their storylines and their character development and stay away from poking the bear and poking the beast too much because Vince has already made it a point to go after them when it was fight for the fallen which by the way was a pretty shitty move from the wwe to go up against they put the evolve pay-per-view on their network the same night when it was a show to raise money for you know all the people of tampa gun violence i think that was a pretty bad move on vince's part you know just let them do their thing at least for that one night because of the charity and I think that WWE is going to go after him. I think they're going to, what they're going to do is they're going to try and put NXT on Fox with this new um, um, 
Fox Sports One, right? Fox Sports One on Wednesdays to try and combat AEW, which good move on Vince's part, bad move. What do y'all think? Um, with the NXT and AEW, it I think it's a it's both hit and miss, as you know. Yeah, you know if if NXT is, is on Wednesdays with comp- uh, competing against um, AEW, you know you're gonna have the, the NXT fans going over there, but then you're gonna also have the AEW. It's gonna separate everybody. Or like it's, it was like uh, when I used to watch uh, WCW in in, uh, in Attitude. You know, I would always flip through the channels between each match. You know, second because some matches were boring, yeah. and so I would flip to the other channel to see what matches was going on, if it were entertaining or not. And if it were entertaining, I stuck right there and flip back over there. You know, it's just. It's 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 good for the fans, you know. Like I said, it reminds me back to my, my 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 childhood. But the other thing too, you know, is that you know, even even with the Wednesday showing, you know, AEW wrestlers can wrestle in other events. You know, they they can go to New New World Japan, they can go to AAA in Mexico, and you know, you can still get to see them regardless. And that's yeah. that's the that's the the good thing that AEW is doing. They're not they're not forcing their wrestlers to stick to a, a contract that they're they have to wrestle for only AEW. I mean, I agree as well, but, you know, the one thing I am kind of worried about with AEW, uh, not AEW, with NXT, if they're thinking about moving it to Wednesday and going live, I feel like that opens the door for Vince McMahon to come in and start, you know, making AEW, I mean, uh, NXT, sorry, his priority as well, because it's going to be a live show. But that's, that's the other thing I mean about the hit or miss is because, you know, initially it's going to come off amazing, you know, like like how it is already. But then once it's live... You know, Vince is gonna have to put he, his feet in there. He, he's gonna want control of it. He's gonna exactly. So after a while, it's it's gonna be all scripted, the same way as WWE, and it's the ratings be, are gonna drop on it. It's gonna be the same five moves from every wrestler. You're not gonna get your uh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano spot fest. You know, these amazing matches that that AEW is putting on because they don't restrict the moves to you know a certain set. You know, NXT, they do a lot more high-flying, a lot more yeah. showy moves. And I think Vince would take that away. And that's what makes NXT so special from WWE. I mean, you take this past weekend, we had NXT TakeOver Toronto, and then we had SummerSlam. NXT TakeOver by far was a better pay-per-view. And don't get me wrong, SummerSlam was great. I like SummerSlam a lot. It was one of the best pay-per-views that they've had in a long time from top to bottom. But NXT Takeover is special. You know they don't have them every month. They don't, you know, and I fear that if they do go to Fox Sports One, that they may try to push for a Takeover every month, like they do with the WWE. And I think that would be a wrong move because Takeover is special. You know, it's it's once every three months, maybe I think something. Like it's that. usually like the big four. The big four. Get one, and maybe if they have like a bigger venue, I think. They usually get a takeover and anything like that. But, yeah, I agree with you. Um, NXT right now, it's it's something special. When you watch it, it's something special. It's, uh, you know, not Monday Night Raw. It's not SmackDown where it's the same thing over and over again, which seems like that's all they do now. But uh, NXT does feel special. Uh, it makes you anticipate matches more. It makes storylines build longer when you don't have to see, you know, 50-50 booking from month to month. And you know, and it's only an hour show, so you you know you you put more into an hour than you get out of three hours on Raw because they're you know you you get such great powerful storylines in an hour as opposed to an hour and a half of good stuff on Raw with two and a half hours of filler. 
you know, or whatever the ratio is. Um, but and I think um, I think that's what the key too is that it's short. It's short and in your face, you know, and, and you know, and they get things done. Whereas with like Raw and SmackDown, there is filler. Yeah, Raw and SmackDown really feels like uh, segment again. We saw this last week, you know. Uh, you know, whatever you saw in Raw, you're going to see it on SmackDown again a couple of times and everything like that. It's just very repetitive as well with some of the matches. Some of the storylines now don't even, or matchups don't even make any type of sense. It seems like they're just throwing it together. Yeah, pretty much. It's like it's like the whole Brock Lesnar thing, you know. He only mm-hmm. shows up every once in a while and he's dominating everybody. And, you know, it ends up being, you know, oh, he gets beaten. But just watch, he's going to win the title again, you know. Yeah. And and that after all that repetitiveness, it just gets tiring. That's why you know with AEW, it's all new and fresh, and and you don't know what you know you some you don't know what to expect so far yet. Yeah, which I mean, which we, makes it great. We haven't seen real storylines. I mean, other than being the elite on YouTube, you know, if you keep up with them on YouTube, you can kind of see the billions of storylines. You know, Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears. They added Tully Blanchard as Sean Spears' manager. Which you know he has a great name, the chairman. That's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. And uh, I mean, for all our fans that you know, older fans that know Tully Blanchard, know he was a horseman. He's a great speaker. He, you know, he's he's a great person to put with a younger guy, and to build up the character. You know, and you know, it just so happens you know that that chair shot that he had on Cody Rhodes, a you know freak shot that busted him up and. That made the angle, you know. What if it was one thing? It was just a chair shot, but you know the freakiness of the being busted open the hard way added more to it without them meaning to. That one act alone just it gave him a character all, yeah. all, all in one. Yeah. That quick. So speaking of AEW, uh, so far from what y'all have seen, who are some of the the characters or wrestlers that y'all are looking forward to? My myself, MJF. I mean, this kid is going to be the future of wrestling. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, he is a heel's heel. He is what a heel should be. He's what Bobby Roode should be. He's what The Miz should be. He should be telling me what kind of car he drives, how rich he is, and how small my dick is compared to his. (laughs) That's a heel. And that's the kind of heel I like. You know, a cocky SOB. And, you know, we haven't seen, you know, how well he can back it up. But somebody that that's fresh on the on the mic, and is you know that heelish from what I've seen, I am a huge Maxwell Jacob Friedman fan. Uh, Alex, who are you looking? I know you're a huge Kenny fan. Kenny yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan, but you know, I'm really anticipating right now is the the John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, because you know if you guys remember when before you know Moxley became you know went to the WWE and he was uh, Dean Ambrose. He was big into hardcore wrestling, like, like really gruesome kind of wrestling. CZW. Yeah, and and that's in a way I'm kind of expecting that in a match from him, and I'm ec- ecstatic to see if he does that. You know, where it's like brutal, you know, blood everywhere, pretty much. Well, we we've seen that with him versus Joey Janela at Fighter Fest. Yeah, um, I, I kind of I kind of missed that. I was busy. <laughs> well, you can and for anybody at home that wants to see AEW, if you go to Bleacher Report live. And just create a, a fake account or create an account if you want one. You can actually see Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest for free, and you can you know win um, all in. Was it all out? 
There's the next one, the 31st of August. Next one's all out. Yeah, you can watch it on there also. And it was, um, was it, was it Double or Nothing? Where it was Cody Rhodes versus Goldust? Yeah. It was Double or Nothing. And that actually, like, it intrigued me because, you know, in the WWE, Goldust, you know, he's just been losing, losing, and then he comes here and he puts up, like, the match of his life, you know, against Cody. You know, they're brothers and stuff, but, you know, that was, like, an amazing match, and, you know, Normally, when I see Goldust and you know they announce him at WWE, I'm like, like I just flip the channel because you know it doesn't yeah. his matches are boring. But this last one, like that's that's one of the things that I'm liking about AEW is that all these characters that you know that were underdeveloped or weren't even given the push in WWE anymore, they're coming to AEW and like they're putting their heart and soul into every match. Yeah, and um, is there anybody else you're looking forward to? Uh, I tell you, uh, I like a boy and his dinosaur. Luchasaurus, he stole mine right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, I'm really following the the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah, well, because, well, I also because you know the Lucha Brothers because I follow you know Pent- Pentagon and stuff, but you know it brings me back to when I used to watch AAA. You know, at my grandmother's house, you know, I used to watch Octagon versus Pentagon, like they were rivals. You know, you got Rey Mysterio, not not this current one, but the original one. It's his father. It, it, well, it's his uncle. It's his uncle. Yeah, it's his uncle. Um. It was his, his uncle wore the Rey Mysterio name, and then he Rey Mysterio went under Colibri, and then he, he became Rey Mysterio Junior, and then after a while, he, he they took the Junior off. But you know, it's like like Ultimo Dragon. You know, I used to love watching all those because you know there was just amazing high flying. Yeah. yeah Ultimo Dragon in his fourteen championships. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, what are you, who are you looking forward to seeing? I'm definitely a Kenny Omega fan or anything like that as well. Um, like you said, uh, Luchasaurus, I think they have something really great there, and I definitely want to see where they're going to take it, because, uh, there's a couple avenues they can go with that character, as far as, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, so, you know, I definitely want to see how they're going to play that out. Um, who else is, you know, you know, the, the one thing you said earlier about how, or Alex said, that WWE doesn't give their characters like Goldust, they don't give them no type of creative for themselves to make a name for themselves. Of course, everybody knows who Goldust is, and dude's been around forever. Uh, but, um, I mean, there's there's certain points where WWE wrestlers, they just, they have nothing to do. And like you said, he went over there to AEW and put on the match of his life and everything like that. There's a lot of wrestlers like that, even in WWE now, that are still stuck in that. Like, uh, Well, um, not to cut you off, but I think the reason why is because Vince doesn't want him to go somewhere and be something. He'd rather keep them, you know, at craft services than let them go and be, you know, big for somebody else. That's true. And if you, uh, coming back to John Moxley, if you think about it now, what has uh, Vince McMahon been trying to do for the last, what, since 2013? He's either been trying to make Roman Reigns the main guy or Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Now look at both of them. They're, yeah, they're both over. But they're both kind of floundering, and the man that Vince saw, Dean Ambrose, who was basically the weak link of the group, now he's probably the most over man, and he made himself over. He's the one who got himself over. Yeah, self-promotion. So yeah, I mean, uh, John Moxley, uh, Kenny Omega, Luchasaurus, and uh, I just kind of want to see what they're going to do with uh, a lot of their smaller talents. You know, uh, I don't want to see the Bucks win every single match. I don't want to see, you know, basically the Elite win everything. Yeah. So I kind of want to see what they're going to do first. I'm actually looking forward to seeing, uh, like, uh, women's wrestling Allie. You know, she was in um, TNA. She, I think she's going to do some good stuff. Uh, there's a couple of Japanese girls that have been stealing the show oh, for yeah. women's wrestling. Um, I'm 
can't think of their names off the top of my head, but um, I think think they're going to do some good stuff. Um, but not to make this a complete AEW show because we all do watch WWE. And I'm not here to just, you know, take a crap on WWE because if I didn't like it, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't spend six hours a week watching. Why do you watch it, Mike? Do you just hope it'd be better the next week? <laughs> and, and honestly, it has been getting better. With um, The past few weeks have definitely gotten a little bit better, and I think they're on the right path. Uh, that's the next thing I was going to bring up. Uh, Paul Heyman recently being executive producer of Raw and Eric Bischoff being executive producer of SmackDown. What effects do y'all think this will have? I personally think it's going to be a big improvement. I mean, ultimately, we all know, no matter what, Vince McMahon's always going to have the last say until the day he dies. And even then, he probably has, you know, Tupac tapes he's going to release for 50 years (laughs) afterwards of storylines. He's going to have a hologram of himself? Yeah. But I think for the time being, we've definitely seen some edgier content. You know, with um, Kofi Kingston flipping off Samoa Joe, um, you know, on Raw, Corey Graves saying, holy shit, when um, Bobby Lashley. Maria says she'll kick uh, uh, what's his name? Mike Canales. Mike Canales, there we go, right in the vagina or something like that. Yeah. So I think we're definitely getting some edgier programming, but what do y'all think it'll, it'll do, Eric? I mean, hopefully we get to see more quality matches, more quality uh, backstage segments, and everything like that. Obviously, we got King of the Ring next week. Yes. And everything like that. I'm very excited for that. Uh, it's going to run SmackDown and Raw. It's going to run through both shows. Uh, at first, I thought it was just going to be Raw, which is crazy for a 16-man tournament. And um, I think they're going to go in the right direction eventually. Uh, but like you said, Vince, he's, it's his baby, and it's going to stay his baby forever until he's finally gone. Yeah. And, you know, like, even then, you never know. So, uh, hopefully, it goes in the right direction. Uh, there's certain characters within WWE. I'm not agreeing with what they're doing as far as the top guys, that well, they, well, who they consider the top guys. But I guess we'll get to that in a second. What about you, Alex? Um, with uh, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff taking over, like, I can see, I can, like you guys said, you know, it's going to be an improvement because they've, all, they've both been in the industry for a long time, you know. But... One of the things that it seems like they they tend to listen to the fans yeah. a little bit, and you know it's they listen to the fans and they care about the fans and they care about wrestling. When Vince McMahon seems like he just cares about the the well, money, you well, know. Vince McMahon cares about what Vince McMahon likes. Exactly, you know? and uh, so it's going to be an improvement, but you know it's going to be su- like a small improvement, I think, because like everybody's saying, you know, Vince McMahon's going to have the last word. If he doesn't like it, he's going to stop it, you know. Or he's going to do it his way. Yeah, and they, they, they've been doing a lot lately is just writing the shows as they're happening. You know, because Vince will come along, and uh, John Moxley even said in his interview with Chris Jericho on his podcast, you know, that he has some weird ideas. And as long as it makes Vince McMahon happy and laugh and, oh, that's good shit, pal. You know, that's, that's going to make it on TV. That's ultimately, and well, everyone else is like, what are you talking about? That's, that's a horrible idea. I think Vince McMahon is just kind of like a big kid. He's he's using WWE for his inter- entertainment. It's uh, little Vince's little Vince's world and everything like that. And uh, I think some people are just tired of it now. You know, people want a different product. 
they want something fresh and they want to see something exciting. They don't want to see the same old, same old. It's like it's like the same thing comes back to like NXT and WWE. You know, you, you fall in love, you, you start to care about these wrestlers in NXT and then when they get pushed into WWE, they get just pushed down to, you know, to the back. Like, yeah. like Shinsuke, you know, Shinsuke, you know, amazing in New World Japan, amazing in NXT. Once he gets to WWE, they just pretty much stomp to the ground. They're like, yeah, you're, you're done, dude. Pretty much, you know, in a way. And then, you know, they, they seem to come in and they make it a heel. You know, just he's just all over the place. Well, I keep checking the internet every day to see if EC3 is still alive. <laughs> yeah, so the last time I saw that guy. He's going to drink himself to death one day <laughs> with that red cup. Yeah, him, Eric Young. Uh, I mean, when they destroyed Sanity... Really broke my heart because I was I really liked them in NXT. You know, Killian Danes now he's gone back to NXT. Eric Young is MIA, even though he has a brand new tattoo all over his back that's pretty badass. But but it's true, like they kill Sanity. You know, Sanity wasn't the same when they when they took Nikki Cross off. You know, because you know she was one of the main reasons. You know, for Sanity, and then they put her with Alexa Bliss. You know, I love Alexa Bliss and all, but you know, Nikki Cross is supposed to be you know kind of like insane and stuff well, and and i can see how they repackage that you know repackage her character because you can't just i mean what do you do with that i mean she yeah, she's crazy yeah but you know after time i mean yeah they were able to make it work in nxt but where do you go with that you know i mean making her and you know like with the lexibus i'm really liking that angle because it's showing that you know where it's going you know you, you see nikki as you know oh gosh oh, shucks i got a best friend and Alexa Bliss is Alexa Bliss, and you know she's going to turn on her eventually. Yeah. I like the combination. It makes me laugh. Um, the 24-7 title on, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, but it, I, I, just love think, it. I, just I love it. It's, it's, it. I love it, too, because it's 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 just, everybody knows it's the hardcore title. Come on. It's, yeah. it's just the hardcore title. Yeah, it's just this generation. It's hardcore a hardcore title. title without weapons. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and... I think, you know, they should just change it to the hardcore title because I want to see the weapons. You know, I want to see go all go out. If you get can be, can be pinned anywhere, you should be allowed to use anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, which all they're using is the schoolboy roll-up, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, they gave it to R-Truth, and he's... 12-time he, champion now. Is it 12? I think it I is. I thought it was like 17. It I could know. be. So, he's going to eclipse Flair, trust me, before, yeah. before Charlotte does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically now I wanted to ask y'all, who's some of y'all's favorite wrestlers? Um, we'll start with women wrestlers. Mine, of course, everyone knows the man, Becky Lynch. Um, I like Alexa Bliss. I like her character. I like her mic work. I think, you know, her being, you know, the little bitchy character, you know, works for her. She makes that work. Nikki Cross is another one of my favorites. Bailey. <clears throat> I'm a huge Bailey fan. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Wearing the Bailey shirt. Uh, Ember Moon, I think, is great. I think she's actually one of the greatest wrestlers. Charlotte, uh, of course, you know, a great wrestler. Outside WWE, who I think right now, and I mean, y'all could debate me on this, Tessa Blanchard is, without a doubt, the top women's. Uh, we got a ride in from Tony. China is his favorite. God bless her soul. And Poor name, China. Whatever she's at. Uh, but she's the only one I know. Right. <laughs> uh, but Tessa Blanchard, I think, is the number one, not only number one women's wrestler, but also could be put in the discussion for wrestler in general. 
I love her work. Uh, she's right there underneath the man for me for close number two. But uh, what about you for women's wrestlers? Okay, my, my top one is going to be the same thing. You know, Becky Lynch, you know, second, I want to say Asuka. You know, I just, you know, she's, I just like how she wrestles, you know. Um, then we got Alexa Bliss. Uh, from Bailey, I'm not, I'm going to say I'm more of a Sasha Banks over Bailey. And then let me see who else. And then I'm going back into like my old school days where you know Lita, Trish Stratus. Oh yeah, you know that's 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 a different breed too. Yeah. You know, Ember Moon. I like I like her finisher. That's my favorite thing about her is her finisher. Looks great. That's pretty much it right now. Right, like I haven't been really like keeping up with the other wrestlers like AEW. Like I can't, I haven't been able to remember the other names so far. So you know, I'm kind of stuck right there. Yeah, well, they haven't had too many women's matches. I mean, Ali's had one match. Uh, Britt Baker had two matches. The first match she won. Second was a tag team. She got knocked silly. Had a <laughs> Lever Bates had that, yeah. the librarian gimmick. Yeah. Yes. Had that one bad match. Yeah. Eric, uh, some of your favorite women's? Favorite women's wrestler at the moment right now is going to be Io Shirai. Yeah. If, yeah, Io, the one she came into, WWE, NXT, uh, I like what they were doing with her. You know, of course, she was a face and everything like that. Uh, now that she's a heel. Did you watch uh, Toronto? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the first, what, first minute of the match, they, that, uh, you know, the suplex onto the table. Yeah. That's crazy and everything like that. Uh, I like her facial, the facial expression she gives when she comes out in the match and while she's in the match and everything like that. So, Io Shirai, Shirai is great. Um, Kyrie, I mean, I liked NXT Kyrie better. Yeah, I feel I feel bad that they brought her up to the main roster to do nothing with her, so, and then they unfortunately do Nasca as well with her, and it's like, oh look, we're gonna put the Asian people together. Yeah, so. Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna give them Paige, the you know British person, to speak yeah. for them because they don't speak English. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I'm happy Sasha Banks is back. Uh, definitely more of a Sasha person than Bailey as well. I just think Bailey's got a really stale. She needs something to update her gimmick. Uh the good girl, you know, thing is kinda boring now. I'd love to see a heel turn for Bailey. I would love to see a, a heel turn with something close to like what EO did in there like that. Complete one eighty and like that. So uh, let's see who else. I do like Becky as well. Becky, I guess with her old thing with Seth and everything, it's kinda gotten me kind of offer a little bit now. Well, I think they've gotten away from that also. I think they realize the fans didn't want to see it. I think, yeah, they, that was definitely a mess right there. And it was the the woman I realized is when she told Natalia, I'm a lot better at war than I am at love. That's when I knew that they were trying to get away from the Beth and Seki. I feel so Beth bad Becky for... And Seth. I feel so bad for Natty. She got booed in her own country. That's, yeah. that's pretty bad. Um, favorite male wrestlers? We'll kind of go, go through this quick because we're going to be coming to an end here. But our favorite male wrestlers right now, like I said, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Adam Cole, um, Samoa Joe. One of the most underrated wrestlers right now that the WWE just does not do enough with. I mean, that man should be having the world title at least once in his reign. And unfortunately, it doesn't look, because he wasn't homegrown, it looks like they're not going to give it to him. But he's a great worker. Uh, Seth, I like. Um, Braun Strowman, I like. Um, who, Alex, you, some of yours? 
All right, you guys can. Uh, I'm Kenny Omega, my first, of course. Wearing the, wearing the Kenny Omega shirt. Um, <laughs> you know, was it a? Uh, I still, still big into Randy Orton. You know, just the way he wrestles and just the way he acts. Who else did we see? Um, you got Phoenix, Pentagon Jr. I'm trying to think right now. I had it in my head right now, and then when you called me, I was just like, <laughs> uh, "Oh, Moxley! I'm excited for him." As as Moxley, not Dean Ambrose, he's not controlled by WWE anymore. That's pretty much what I can think of right now. So. Okay, we'll go to Eric. So. Yeah, come so, back to me. Come back to me. Mike's already done on mine. One thing I do appreciate about my wrestlers is character and charisma. Uh, I think if a wrestler has that character that draws you to them, I think that that puts them over the top for me. So first is my favorite wrestler at the moment is going to be Velveteen Dream yeah. from NXT. Uh, dude just dude's just dripping charisma. Yeah. It seems like every feud he get in he gets into with everybody, it's like it's just good. I mean there's a, I don't think he's had anything bad so far yet. Anything like that. So probably, you know, Veltinger is definitely gonna be my first one. Uh you know, I do like um I'm gonna go to New Japan, uh Kota Ibushi. Uh he won G one, if y'all didn't know. So it looks like he's probably gonna be facing, you know, He's gonna well, he's gonna be going for the IWGP. I'm not gonna say that, you know, who's gonna be champion by then. Yeah. But uh, it's probably still gonna be Okada. But uh, that's probably what we're gonna get at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, of course, I like Kenny Omega as well. You know, I mean, who, who doesn't like Kenny? I think I think what what lured me to Kenny was you know his wrestling style. But then again, you know, his uh, when he started off, he you know he's he's always mentioned that he's big into video games big into anime big into mangas and stuff so you know he used to come out with the Mega Man intro from the original you know Super Nintendo game so it, I thought that was awesome that kind of lured me down you know and it's one of his moves was the, the Hadouken <laughs> yeah. uh, to his finisher the One Winged Angel Oh, I think that's one of the best moves in the business right now it is and it's a very impactful move um, okay one last thing gonna ask you both and this can be your own version of it but everyone always talks about their Mount Rushmore of wrestlers uh, your four maybe your four favorite I'm going to go with the four most impactful in wrestling I'm going to go Ric Flair because he is the ultimate heel Hulk Hogan because he basically made the business back in the day Steve Austin because of if it wasn't for him we may not even have the WWE anymore. And my last one, Undertaker. The most consistent man for any wrestling organization over two decades in the business. So, I'll, uh, we'll go with Eric this time. Eric, what's yours? Get out. <laughs> Alex is second to think, so he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't lock up on us. Uh, I'm probably going to ruffle a couple feathers with mine, but we're going to go... Mine's going to be uh, when it's all said and done. I think this will this is going to be the Mount Rushmore. You're going to have Austin. Like you said, uh, WWE might not be here without Austin. He definitely saved them when WCW was pretty much winning the war. So Austin definitely goes up there. Uh, Undertaker as well. I, like you said, he was the most consistent. The dude's the ultimate company, man. And, I mean, it's the Undertaker. It's like When you see the Undertaker, it's still, it feels special no matter what. I don't know if you've ever seen The Undertaker live. It's pretty yeah. dope. And like that. I was at WrestleMania 17. So of course, he wasn't doing that, you know, the dead man gimmick at the time. And I was at 25 when he uh, faced Sean for the first time. 
So that was pretty great. And uh, so what was that, two? Two. Okay, so as much as I don't want to put him on there, I think he has to because he is pretty much wrestling. It has to be Hulk Hogan. Hogan pretty much made wrestling what it was and what he grew into eventually. And, I mean, that's all I got to say about Hogan, but, you know, he has to be there. And sorry, Flair, but it's at, when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be Triple H because not only did he have a he – well, he still has a great – he's had a great career. A lot of people don't give him his due. You know, they say, he, you know, he slept his way to the top and everything like that. That's to be debated, even if he did it. At the end of the day, like I was saying earlier, that man eats, breathes, sleeps, drinks wrestling. What he's giving us with NXT and... He's pissing excellence with NXT. NXT, yeah. I mean, imagine if true... Like, like I said, imagine if Triple H was in a room. You probably, we would probably wouldn't have NXT. And that's probably the greatest thing going on right now. I mean, and we're just waiting for AEW. But I think Triple H, when it's all said and done, I think when they finally give him full reign of WWE and when Vince is gone... I think that's when we'll see that, you know, everybody's going to turn around and realize that I think he'll be over Flair. Okay, Alex? Okay, so mine is going to be, and everybody's going to probably be listening, and like, oh, shut up already, is uh, first one's going to be Kenny, you know, because after a while, you know, after watching him constantly, you, you're realizing that, you know, he's changing a lot of the wrestling industry. You know, he's, he's making it, he's bringing back, he's like, how do I say this, he's, He's bringing wrestling back to, to us, to where it's supposed to be. Um, second, going with Steve Austin. You know, like like you guys said, you know, without Steve, you know, we wouldn't have the Attitude Area. We wouldn't have, you know, WWE as we have it now. You know, um, third, I would say Triple H. Because Triple H, you know, he's he's great career, amazing career. Um, and because of him, you know, we have D-Generation X. You know, we have the Road Dogs. We have, you know, all you know, all these wrestlers we grew up watching and, and loving. And fourth, I'm going to go with Eddie Guerrero. Eddie, I just loved how he was, you know. He was just amazing. He was very entertaining, you know. You lie, you cheat, you steal. You know, it's the model you go by. And it's, it's just how it is. All right, so we have a bonus question from our audience. <laughs> Uh, do you think with Vince investing so much in NXF, NXF in the XFL that he is going to take a step back? Uh, it was rumored that he was going to, but personally, I believe it's Vince McMahon, and he's never going to take a step back from the WWE. Uh, Eric, uh, he'll. I think Vince will rather see XFL fail again before he ever lets his eyes off of WWE. <laughs> uh, I mean, they what XFL? They got their first signee. I think they they signed the uh, Landry Jones, who played uh on the Steelers. Yeah. So I mean, there you go, uh, Landry Jones, quarterback. Yeah, I I just think um, them bringing back the XFL is just is just begging for another failure. Honestly, like if they didn't take off the take off the first time, why is it gonna take off the second time? Yeah, you know, is it still gonna be like arena football where they had like the barriers? I think so. I think it's just gonna be the same thing it was, but not as cocky. Oh, you yeah. mean they're not gonna have they're, the, cool, not, the little cool nicknames on the jerseys? Yeah, he hate me. He and hate all that. Me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right, guys. So we kind of ran a little bit long today, but uh, we're gonna bring in the smooth, buttery voice of Tony <laughs> Garcia back to take us home. Uh, thank, thanks for that uh, intro, Mike. Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody that was here uh, talking about 
this cool wrestling stuff that I have no idea about. <laughs> but uh, just for the listeners out there, keep an eye out on the on the Facebook page because we're going to be doing a, a pretty cool giveaway. Um, and I think that's it. The, any last words guys if you if you guys have any wrestling questions just make sure to message tony wilson you know <laughs> he knows everything we call we call him the encyclopedia <laughs> i can google it <laughs> but all right guys uh thanks again and uh look forward to doing this again thanks guys